First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast. The voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Welcome to the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast. Daily conversations with Christian entrepreneurs to inspire and empower Christian business owners to walk strongly in their faith. Well, build a thriving business that honors Him in every way. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. And welcome to another episode of the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast. This is episode 59, and I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross, the podcasting queen. Now, I love the question today's guest asks us. It really poses um, some interesting insights that we're going to dive in deeper. Now, today, the question is... Is our business serving and loving others? And do we let that process transform our company? Our guest today says that a business is a scalable, self-sustaining way of serving and loving others. And we need more marketplace disciples to internalize this and let it transform our companies. So joining me on today's show is Michael Thiessen. At Marketplace Disciples, Michael interviews Christian business leaders about how their faith has radically transformed the way they do business. He gets to publish fascinating stories of faith and useful strategies on using business as a ministry. Now on today's show, Michael is going to share three ways to use your business as a ministry. In the end, it's all about relationships as well as God is a capitalist. Looking forward to diving into each of those topics. Welcome to the show, Michael. Hi, how's it going? Good, good. Now, we met on Twitter and, uh, you know, any other uh, business owner, particularly Christian business owner who are sharing stories of other Christian entrepreneurs in the marketplace, I knew that I wanted to get you on the show. I'm sure you've got lots of great insights uh, and stories to share, and uh, it's a pleasure and honor that you're here with us today. I'd love for you to just take the opportunity, if you would, to share how did you get into it, doing that? Was it something that you've always enjoyed or was there a seed planted that you thought this could be a really good opportunity and and platform for me to to share that message about God's kingdom and the businesses that are are being developed? Yeah, so it was actually... um... It happened slowly and then suddenly, I, I would say. Um, yes. So I've for a long time been interested in um, business and, and have the intention to, you know, one day, one day I would like to, to go there. Um, I myself am not actually a business owner. So I find myself in a bit of a funny situation here. But yes. um, I was at a, uh, a faith-based event um, in my city here and um, the one speaker was talking about um, his challenges being a Christian CEO and, mm-hmm. and dealing with investors and, and how you have to pray before these these board meetings. And mm-hmm. uh, I just, through that, I, I realized all of a sudden these, these two worlds of, of my faith and, and my interest in business 
suddenly collided in a way that they'd never done so before. And mm -hmm. so um, that just, I knew that there was something there, but I didn't know what it was. Mm -hmm. um, so then the following week, I just, I don't know exactly where it came from, but there was this idea of, hey, maybe I could interview other Christian business owners and get their stories out as well. Mm -hmm. So that, um, you know, this was something I'd never really heard of before yes. a, a Christian telling their, their story like this. And so, yeah, that's, that's wow. where it all started. Yes. It's interesting how, uh, you know, often we hear and we observe, uh, something that someone has mentioned and you recognize that that's a need or a struggle that someone is experiencing. And when you realize that other people are struggling uh, with the same issue and you think, oh, maybe I could provide some form of support or, or insight or solution. And then all of a sudden, you know, the opportunity or the technology in this case, um, enables you to do that. What, how long have you been doing this for now, Michael? Yeah, so I've been doing this for about um, a year and a half. Wow. Um, and so this is, um, it's something I do on the side and it's, yeah. you know, I have a, a day job. And so then I've just been slowly figuring out how, how this whole thing works and yes. how to set aside time each week to, to work on it and, and all of that stuff. Well, fantastic. Look, congratulations, because I know uh, working a full-time job and then uh, what's involved in, in the organization and behind the scenes of uh, getting these stories out there, recording them, and then sharing them with the world is certainly a commitment. So, um, you know, fantastic that you, you do that. What's the biggest lesson that you've learned? Because one of the things that I find it's through interviewing people, you learn so much through the stories being shared. Have you, and, and you're blessed so often by that. Have you found that yeah. as well over the last year and a half? Yeah. So I think, I think one of the, um, the biggest lessons is, is realizing just how much about people mm. it is. Mm. Um, because so, so I'm a, software developer by day. And so I live like in this tech world and, and read things about, you know, Silicon Valley and all this yes. stuff. And, um, you know, even reading articles online about business, it's always about like mm -hmm. the business model and how do you generate more revenue and how do you, you know, all these sort of like these technical things. Yeah. But then once I've started interviewing people who run um, you know, everyday people who run these businesses, mm -hmm. then I started realizing, well, it's so much of it is not about what business model are you running, but how do you treat the people that that you interact with every day. Yeah, yeah, it's so true, isn't it? And I think when um, you look at both of those worlds from the, uh, say from an IT, if I st stand back and I look at some of my colleagues who are in corporate or, or in, the, in the business sense, you've got the IT department and then you've got the human resources department. And both of them have very different um, requirements, expectations in their role, job functions and so forth. And I think when you recognize that no matter what happens in a business and even in a corporate environment, 
from how you interact with your team members through how technology can be leveraged to better enhance relationships and vice versa, I think you get the best of both worlds for sure. Has that impacted you? Because, I mean, obviously in IT, my son's in IT, he sits in the back office and he's quite an extrovert. He goes, and then he comes home and he just blurts everything out. You know, it's like, because I haven't spoken to anyone, mum, I'm in the back office. Do you find that that really enables you to have developed the way that you interact with people, your interpersonal skills through having these conversations? Yeah, so um, I actually do all of my interviews over email. Um, oh, so wow. I've actually, so at first I attempted to to do like a, a podcast style yeah. interview with people and um, I'm not sure exactly what it was, but I like, I tried, I think three or four times and it, mm. it always, turned out really, really badly. And so I thought, okay, I know how to email people. Mm. Um, you know, I'm, I'm quite introverted myself. And so email works better for me. It, yes. it's, it's something that I, that, that I would gravitate to. And um, it also, I think in some ways gives people a little bit more time to mm. think about the questions. Um, so, so it's just a different, a different format, different, medium. different, different yeah, style. Yeah, I like that because, you know, what, what often happens is we look at the way other people are doing things, interviewing, and we recognize their own communication styles, our own style. And when we identify the way that we operate the best and we give ourselves permission, no, this is the way that I'm going to interview, then it allows the, the creation of that content to tap into to the best, um, yeah, the best of your st skills and, and, and strengths. So let's talk about three ways to use your business as a ministry. What are the three ways? Let's, let's talk about one of them first. What's the top way to use our business as ministry? Yeah, so I think um, the maybe like the most obvious way would be to, to use it, you know, to, to evangelize. Mm. Um, and so as I've been interviewing people, I sort of every time I ask, ask the question of how do you use your business as a ministry? Mm -hmm. And um, I've sort of seen some patterns emerge. And I don't know, I don't think I've interviewed enough people to like get, you know, the full spectrum of these things. But, yes. you know, one of the ways is um, just through, you know, sharing the gospel with, mm. with clients or with employees, you know, in a, um, in a respectful and um, intelligent way. Mm. And um, in fact, there was one person I interviewed who her entire, um, she, she teaches boards of nonprofits or, or different organizations, mm -hmm. um, a style of governance, which is called servant leadership. And so, mm -hmm. so at the very end, she can say, you know, who is a great example of being a servant leader was yeah. Jesus and yeah. she can actually and it actually makes sense and mm -hmm. you know to add it in her to her presentation that she's giving and so that's just I always thought that was like such a spectacular way that she could integrate the two things yes uh, you know it's inter yeah. interesting that you should say that because you know from the interviews that I've had and 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 what what I've seen is that you know sometimes it's in our actions our interactions, our conversations, and the way that we react 
to certain situations, particularly as we know, business uh, environment, there can be ups and there can be downs. And it's in the real stressful times that it can really give us the opportunity to model the approach that Jesus would would have taken. Similarly, um, how we interact with people can do the opposite too. But it's such a great reminder for us that sometimes we don't even need to say anything. It's just in the way we do business, you know, with integrity and and, and everything that we are encouraged to do. What what um, insights or or what feeling if if that if, if to, to ask an IT guy about a feeling, not saying that you don't have feelings, but when you think back to kind of the theme that was was coming through from those responses, how, how did it impact the way that those businesses were operating? Because why I ask this question is because sometimes when you feel that only half of you is coming, and as Christians, we know, that we you know, to hide our faith, if you will, or not to speak about it in situations where we know it can be helpful, can often feel like only half of us is showing up. So did you get that sense that being able to do that has really just taken everything to the to, to a whole new level and maybe even in the results that they were starting to see generated? Yeah, um, so I haven't had too many people talk about that mm. that specifically, but but yeah, I, I would say that um, there have been um, been a couple who have talked about about that, about how they were in a in a job that, didn't quite work and then God was calling them mm-hmm. towards something else and then you know some crazy events later they find themselves you know all of a sudden they've started this new business and they're yes. thinking wait what happened yeah and, it's gone full and then circle, eventually yeah. they realize this is what what God was calling them to all along. Yeah. Sometimes we wouldn't it be great just to have the whole manual, the whole play-by-play, step-by-step outline that he has planned for our lives. A mm-hmm. lot of times, though, it's not that way because he wants us to trust and, and obviously have faith in the unseen, which can be really difficult at times, particularly if you're someone like uh, myself who likes to feel that they are in, in control. So that's one way, evangelizing, um, really sharing the love for, for, of, of Christ, of course, in, in our work and in our business dealing. What's another way that we can use our businesses in ministry? Yeah, so I've I've seen a couple of people um, who use their business as a way of providing for others, and mm. and so the main way would be providing jobs. And so um, there's this this one person I interviewed, Bill Bill Fuchs, who he runs a cleaning company. So he goes to um, commercial buildings and will do lawn care and clean the building and stuff like that. And Mm -hmm. so he has the ability to, when he's looking for someone to hire, he he will specifically look for people who are in need of a job and who Mm. might not otherwise have an opportunity. And so in that way he can um, serve and and uh, love others in that way. Yeah. So it's it's really cool. Wow, that that certainly is um, you know a fantastic testimony. You know, in, in in some of the conversations that I've had with business owners, Michael is you know the whole um, money and and the love of money and growing kingdom businesses, but and that's what we 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 often will come back to that conversation that as our business grows and we generate more income, we can then reinvest into new team members 
And here's this wonderful story of this Christian business owner who actually goes out of his way to employ people who maybe would not be employed if it was left to, to uh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, you know, to, to other organisations. I'd imagine that the impact that he would be having on those people's lives, sometimes they just need someone to believe in them and give them that opportunity, which completely catapults their life in a whole new direction because they've got hope yeah. and this possibility. Is that the feedback you got through that? Uh, yeah, not... Not specifically through through that interview, but yeah, like yeah, I've is. I've um, talked to a few others who have done mm-hmm. done similar things. That providing jobs seems to be a pretty common way, and it's yeah. and it's something that I mean, as business owners, that's like such an important thing. You're yeah. you're providing, you know, so much to all of these different families that you yeah. Out that way. Yeah, absolutely. Now here in Australia, and it may be very similar um, over to, to in the US as well, is that there is a large portion of business which are small business, you know, um, small and medium type businesses. And, uh, you know, a number of people, even Christian um, business mentors, say, imagine if we built kingdom businesses that were thriving and we could lift up the entire, uh, even the government system, because we're contributing back to that, which then can contribute back in, into the community. More people are employed, mm-hmm. more um, opportunity to give even to developing countries and organisations that work uh, there as well. We can do that when we have kingdom businesses and, and generating and um, yeah, having that abundance and, and prosperity. So that's the, the first way, as we said, we were talking about uh, becoming an evangelist. We can do that through our business. The second was employment. And the example I love that was to employ people that typically wouldn't be employed. What is the third one that you've seen through your interviews? Yeah, so I think um, there's sort of a spectrum of of like being very direct versus and then very indirect on the other hand. And so obviously like evangelism is mm-hmm. very directly as a ministry, but um, so unlike the most or more indirect side of the spectrum, I would say that um, is using your, your business, not in any overtly religious or spiritual way. Maybe mm-hmm. people don't know that, you know, um, it's owned by, by a Christian Mm. or, or anyone of faith and, and maybe your employees, you know, through talking with you, that's the only way that they find out that, that you are a Christian. Right. And so, um, I just published an interview with, with Dave Bilsma, who, who uses his, his business has given him, um, freedom freed up his freed up his time and his 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 some other resources that he has that he can then um engage in politics Mm -hmm. and so then he can um spend the time uh being a christian voice in the political sphere and so his business isn't necessarily directly being a ministry but it allows him to do this other thing 
Yeah, I love that. There's such diversity in all of those three examples that you gave. And I think it shows that really, uh, no matter what business that we're in, no matter what stage that we're in, there are so many different ways that we can contribute to the kingdom and whatever, you know, obviously it's between the, the business owner and, and God and, and we, we bring that to prayer. But I think that that's true, a balance too. You know, sometimes it's in our actions and we know that saying the action, our actions speak louder than words that uh, how we do business how we communicate and we're going to talk about relationships and how important they are it's how we continue to to interact um, and speak and so forth that can make such a huge impression I think you know one of the reasons why I'm doing this because I want to give a platform and I want to hang out with other cool Christian business owners you know because we can all mm -hmm. learn from one another and when we have the same values and like-mindedness uh, I think it's fun plus I'm creating all of these friendships that later on in heaven I can continue so um, that's what I what I um, say as well mm -hmm. you know sometimes people who may not have ever had the opportunity to step into a church or even, and let's face it, I mean, there have been some people that really have not been very good ambassadors for Jesus. And that if that's all uh, some people outside of the church know about him, then that that to me is sad. You know, we know that we... we um, we serve and we love an awesome God who loved us so much. And it says in the Bible that his love for us, we only experience a small amount of it on earth because if we felt the full force of his love, we would feel crushed. You know, we only experience, get to experience that um, in heaven. But, you know, for some people don't know that. And to me, you know, if someone hears that or sees the way that someone has shared their testimony where, and we have had that on our show, where people have gone from being a drug addict and, uh, um, you know, in prostitution, uh, in jail, and just you think, wow, what ch enormous challenges their lives are being transformed transformed as we know can happen with Jesus and you know we don't need to have shame we don't need to have um, that guilt and hanging over us he releases that he forgives us and that's one of my reasons um, that if someone hears that and sees our interviews um, that it see you know plants that seed which of course we know that the Holy Spirit does we just share the stories the Holy Spirit does mm -hmm. the rest yes. uh, I think and to me um, that that just thrills my heart. Let's talk about relationships because that's really what we're talking about, isn't it? It's building those relationships. What does that mean to you? Um, and, and particularly how you seen that play out in the interviews that you've been doing? Yeah, um, so I think um, the, one, the one interview where it really hit home was um, this engineer who so he doesn't own a business, but he manages these these projects that are hundreds of millions of dollars. Wow. And so he's got a huge team. And um, so, I, you know, I asked the question, how do you run run what you're doing as a ministry? And he mm -hmm. said, um, so to paraphrase him, he was, he was saying, you know, it's easy um, because at the end of the day, it's about people and mm -hmm. people are what make a business succeed or fail. And mm -hmm. what God is really interested in is the people and mm -hmm. he's not interested in all this other stuff. Yeah, yeah. And so that really just kind of like struck me. I was like, wow, that's like a very succinct way of, of putting that. And so 
Yeah. I've, I've thought about that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? When um, you consider being in charge and a steward of hundreds of millions of dollars in projects and people, you know, because each one of those people often will have a family and, and commitments and so forth. Mm -hmm. So you're overseeing those and creating an environment in which they can contribute their their skills, their, their gifts. And it's interesting, just yesterday, Michael, I spoke to um, a gentleman who is in IT, he's balancing his IT with alcohol um, and he creates, he manufactures and produces, you know, the breathalyzers and he exports mm -hmm. them from Australia into uh, Eastern Eastern uh, countries, southeastern countries, Asian, sorry. And, you know, one of the things that came, so, came, became apparent, and even in his approach, when I asked him the question around how he leads his team, and he said with a very servant leader approach, which is exactly what you're saying, one of your guests, yeah. that was how mm -hmm. she uses those uh, principles in the workplace. And through that, he was able to build a team that not only worked as part of the normal course of the day, but continued to give extra. Like I think they had a, um, a potential client who was going to fly over from uh, internationally and they wanted to repaint the whole building and things like that. And the team, the entire company um, gathered around and completely painted and got the place looking, um, you know, spick and span for this visitor. And I think... When we go from a leadership approach or, or viewpoint of uh, putting our team first and creating an environment which, you know, has that integrity and that, that, that it feels safe, you know, to, to share their voice and contribute, that, that brings out the best in people, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, and uh, even, even my own, own experience um, working at different, different places, different... Mm businesses as an employee, I, I would definitely say that um, the the culture of the company that you mm. that you build makes such a huge difference. It's possibly even like the most important thing. Yeah, absolutely. You mentioned uh, earlier that you were an introvert. You may not believe this or not, but I am actually an introvert as well. In my previous background, I'm just an extroverted introvert. So after I do all of my interviews, I kind of just shh, lock myself away and, you know, quiet mm -hmm. silence is just bliss because that's how we um, re-energize our energy and recoup ourselves. But one of the things that I learned, because previously my background was in the career industry, and when you look at introverts and extroverts, introverts are all about solid, deeper relationships, aren't they? Rather than, say, the extrovert who might be out there meeting lots of people and things like that. And I think from what you were saying, when you are in an environment where the leader, and this is a good reminder for all of us as we're building and expanding our teams, when an employee feels valued then you want to give of your best, don't you? You want to contribute no. to the team and uh, ultimately the, the, the goals. Let's talk about God as a capitalist. I know that some people want, what? So what, what do you mean by that? Yeah, so I think, um, so I've been, this is a question that I've been um, thinking about and, and um, asking some people more, more about recently. And so, um, really it it is about um this cultural mandate that that god has has given to us about 
going into the world and taming it and, um, you know, progressing in culture and in science and economically and, um, and, and building civilization and mm -hmm. all of these, um, great things. And, uh, and if you look, you look in, in history, um, there is nothing that humanity has really figured out that, um, has, has brought about this human flourishing more so than capitalism. Mm. And so, um, as business owners and people involved in, in business and, and in the economy, I mean, capitalism is the way in which we operate and we're, you know, you're very much in the thick of it. And so mm. it's, it's something important. I think it's important to think about and to understand how does, how does that fit with theology and how does, how do those two things work together? And, mm. um, are there parts of capitalism that are maybe not so good that we should avoid or how do we do that? And, um, yeah, just, just mm. questions, questions like that, that I think are important to, to, uh, think about. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, we're often, and you read back, um, in, and, and I'm part of, um, or, or I should access the app called First Five, and I can highly recommend it. It's been developed by, um, Proverbs, um, dot org, Proverbs31.org, and they have a, a, a daily scripture and so forth. And one of the studies that they've just recently done is through Kings, one Kings, two Kings. And it's so interesting that, you know, even back then they would follow God and, and obviously put God first, you know, and because that's, and through that, when, and you saw when the kings really were committed to that, the entire kingdom flourished. Yet when they turned away, it imploded and you have these kings that some were followers of, of God and, and mm -hmm. others not. Uh, but it, it's, it's interesting because I think when you look at it in a way that God may have created it, I mean, when he you know created Adam and Eve and, and the Garden of Eden, it was perfect. God is perfect. There is no sin. But then when we bring in the human aspects or the worldly aspects, I think, then that's when we can take it to the extreme, isn't it? Where capitalism becomes yes. almost greedy. Um, but imagine if through kingdom businesses, you were able to empower others to themselves rise up and, and become self-sufficient and um, creators, if you will, in, in alignment, obviously, uh, with, with faith being able to contribute and have the choice have the freedom to be able to make a choice i think that is uh where it's exciting and i think that's where kingdom businesses are really encouraged to go yes build kingdom businesses flourish be prosperous be abundant and thinking of how god um, intends us to be how can we continue to to show that and share that uh, with the world to empower because sometimes you know even with governments I mean this is a whole other topic sometimes giving handouts and things like that actually disempowers people because you know you have given a choice I mean how good does it feel at the end of the day when you know you've done a good day's work you've contributed and you you feel part of a, a valued society I think that can make an, an incredible difference so that's a really interesting question one I'd not thought about before 
but but certainly worthy of uh, discussion and, and, and various thoughts. So I thank you for, for opening that up. So for people who would like to read through some of the interviews that you've done, and they sound fantastic, how can people reach out and, and connect with you, Michael? Yeah, so the website is marketplacedisciples.com. And I think that that's just the best place to to reach me at. Fantastic. Now, one of the things that I'm doing for all of my guests, Michael, I'd be honored to do this for you too, is just say a word of prayer as we finish up the show. May I do that for you as well? Sounds good. Fantastic. Father God, thank you for the opportunity to speak with Michael. And we really can see um, his heart-filled um, compassion to, to bringing out these stories of other disciples building kingdom businesses. Father, sometimes business is, is really difficult. There are challenges, but we are reminded that you already have mapped out a path and how important it is for us to remain close to you, seeking your advice, seeking your wisdom so that we can um, continue to, to create kingdom businesses that honour uh, you as they continue to support communities and, and societies. Father, I just want to pray for your continued blessing on Michael in the work that he does, but also too in the work that he continues to do to bring those stories out uh, into the world. And uh, we thank you again for the opportunity and we ask this in, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been an absolute blessing. And, uh, you know, if you've got some of the, the uh, incredible guests that you're speaking with and that you're interviewing, send them our way as well. We would love to feature them as we, has, uh, as we have today. I think with the technology, and you would know this being in, in IT, um, the technology that, our, that we are able to access uh, has just made the world so much smaller which is good in one way a good thing, but another way there's there's good and bad to all of that, isn't there? Isn't there? But uh, in this instance, it's great to be able to connect with other, uh, yeah, other fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. So thank you for your time and and thanks for spending uh, some time on the show today. Yeah, thank you. You've been listening to the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast, brought to you by BeTheDifferenceMovement.com, changing the world one message at a time. Do you feel called to influence real change with your message? Join our supportive community of like-minded influencers, thought leaders, and disruptors at www.bethedifferencemovement.com. That's bethedifferencemovement.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.